0: Vent. This is Fed Weekly.
1: A
2: collaboration between Vice
1: and Brent 2020, London Borough of Culture. Let's get a cracking.
2: Hey, and welcome to Vent Weekly. I'm Amelia.
1: And I'm Santos.
2: Each episode, we chat to a journalist or expert about a topic we think is important.
1: Happy International Women's Day, Amelia.
2: I mean, thanks Santos, but International Women's Day is for me every day because I'm a woman every day, not just today.
1: (laughs) Fair enough. But for our bonus International Women's Day episode, we're looking at the internet.
2: More specifically, we're looking at how the internet has impacted the feminist movement.
1: Ooh, online feminism. I'm not sure I know exactly what online feminism means.
0: I think it's, you know, people championing female rights online and
2: people whose voices have not been heard traditionally in the past.
3: Yes, I am a feminist. I think every woman ought to be.
0: I am a huge feminist. Yes, yeah, yeah, definitely.
1: Hey, Hannah, could you introduce yourself?
3: Hey guys, I am Hannah Ewins. I'm a features editor on Vice UK and I guess I cover a lot of different things but for the purposes of this podcast I do quite a bit of stuff about feminism. I think with feminism I have a kind of complicated relationship with it
2: because I think the concept is good but it's not inclusive enough. Mm. Um, I think that the idea of intersectional feminism is really important, but I just don't think that it's like pushed as much as regular feminism is. Like from what I understand about feminism in like the first and second waves, it was really accommodating towards white upper class or middle class women, Mm -hmm. as opposed to minority women or women of a lower social class and status. Yeah. Like it's good for them, but it's not good for everyone. So it's like, you can't be a feminist without including every woman. Like it's just kind of for a particular class and race. And they would naturally have more access to things like based on their privilege anyway. So it would be easier Mm. for them to fight for these kind of things. Whereas for people who were already like discriminated and to be honest, dehumanized in society as it is, it's even harder for us to fight for our rights. So I kind of do have a bit of a complicated relationship Mm. with
1: feminism. Like, I don't know. All I really knew about feminism and feminists were obviously females who are seeking equality, gender equality. You know, mm. they want to get paid the same amount as men. They just want the same treatment.
2: But well, I feel like feminism has definitely um, blended itself, or like infiltrated itself, through social media as well. Like it's becoming a lot more of a bigger kind of like ordeal due to social media and like the demand on social media for like more information. Anyway, like Hannah, do you want to talk about like mm. how the internet has helped kind of broaden our understanding towards feminism?
3: The 2010s, that's when things started like really kicking off. yeah. Yeah. But I was like in my teens and I was, you know, first like getting on the internet and was so obsessed with it. And I was kind of finding like any information I could about like feminism. I think it was like I found out about it first through music. It went from being a couple of like weird blogs and I guess like forums and stuff and like chat rooms, like quite disparate things to being like some of the big blogs um that i really remember from that period of there was like a blog called the vagenda and they kind of like were talking about things that affected them such as like he was like advertising was a big one Mm -hmm. because this was kind of like pre major social media so like now we have social media and like influences and stuff are like advertising to us but then it was just like very much the standard ads like Dove and like like feminine hygiene products and stuff like that, it was looking at those kind of things and...
2: Wait, so they were against like those kind of things against, in terms of like, like, having uh, to alter your body like and mm, with hair removal and stuff like that? Like. Yeah,
3: all that kind of stuff.
1: The online world definitely had its impact on feminism in the way that it's easy for everyone to share their opinions on the subject. I kind of was first
3: made aware of it about 10 years ago with the website the agenda.
2: You know, all these little indiscretions and you know, microaggressions that were coming against women. They're getting called out now. It's probably opened my
1: mind a lot more. So, going back to when we were talking about the like 2000 and 2010 era, like how did like the internet blogs like that platform aid feminism? Like how has it changed it?
3: I'm thinking of, like, a few of the bigger blogs that I used to read in the early 2010s. There's um, one journalist who ran the Vagenda blog. She was in a a park and basically was assaulted from behind. And she wrote a blog being, like, I felt like it was my fault and, like... Mm like really like she victim blamed herself essentially and then a lot of people were kind of from all like backgrounds were like reaching out to her being like you shouldn't feel like that like don't worry blah 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 and like educating her and being like that's called victim blaming like I think that's like a very early in that decade sort of example of that happening but that's that came off of blogs and then started as social media is evolving that as a template for like how to discuss feminist ideas and how to talk about our different experiences and, like, have more of a conversation about it and learn, essentially, like you're saying. Like, you just learn so much. Like, you have literally everything at your fingertips.
1: I was going to move on to that because, like, the internet is accessible to most people all over the world and obviously, like... In different parts of the world, there are different cultures, different laws and stuff. Mm-hmm. So every experience, dependent on where you are in the world, is, is always going to be different.
2: Yeah, I feel like with stuff like that, like online, when you mentioned about um, culture, Santos, like, it's quite difficult to be a feminist in particular cultures because actually mm. things like um, speaking out about things that happen to you and stuff like that, and like victim blaming, that's quite normal in a lot of cultures because when women do often speak out about those kind of things. Other women in their families just like silence them. Like they're just completely silenced and like disregarded in terms of their experiences. So I guess like feminism could do more to kind of work within other cultures and change the narrative of how we respond to certain situations.
3: One example of that is like FGM becoming a topic that was in the media because it's like happening in our country. Like if you're like looking into the experiences of women in a different culture, you basically just have to, like, listen to those women mm-hmm. and, like, educate yourself the best you can.
1: Yeah, it's mad to, to sit here, though, and kind of say, like, educate yourself when, like, this is, like, something quite important mm. and it should be taught in schools. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm mm. 100% sure that they can fit the important life skills that you need to survive yeah. and just, like, more important so topics and stuff.
3: But I remember being at school and... um our like school uniform was like a skirt and like knee high socks. I think it was like we were supposed to wear grey socks or something, but then girls started coming in with black socks. Male teachers as well as the other like mm-hmm. boys at school would be like basically being pervy. And yeah. we all the girls got called into a an assembly hall and they were basically like you girls can't be wearing these socks because the the male teachers are, like, looking. And, like, if we were equipped with, like, feminism and, like, ideas about that, we could have literally just been, like, mm-hmm. no, miss, yeah. like, tell the teachers to stop being pervs. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. It's just like, changing like, but the we mentality. don't have that, like, information. And so... I know, maybe girls now do, like, I don't know. Yeah, because, I mean, when I was at school, it was the same thing. Like, we couldn't wear skirts
2: a particular length. Um, we couldn't wear trousers that were in any way, stuff. like, yeah, figure yeah. figure hugging. Even if you had a figure, you know, you just had to find baggy trousers. And it's like, why do I need to, like, be more preventative when it should be the boys or whoever it is that's perving, being educated on how to conduct themselves towards yeah. women? Mm. Like, why are we being punished for the actions of others and essentially like it's not our fault that people can't control themselves it's theirs and I think that's why feminism is really important because it just it shifts the narrative Mm. so it's not all about gaslighting and victim blaming it's actually about um, educating men and even women who don't really understand feminism about how it works and what is acceptable and what's not
1: So diving deeper into the social media aspect of things we all know that beef happens a lot on social media Mm -hmm. like I'm actually interested to find out why, you know, some feminists, let's say, gang up on other feminists. Why do you think that that happens?
3: There are different like strands of feminism, like mainstream feminism, let's say, like the kind that you see celebrities endorsing and top shop selling like shirts saying I'm a feminist and like mugs and like prestige like events, press events with brands and stuff like things that are really like out there in the public eye and like uh, endorsed by brands and like celebrities basically all of that like so like some of that is pretty harmless but then that really should be critiqued because it is very like white centric and very middle class and it's all about capitalism and like buying things and selling things even just like on a celebrity level you know like feminism mainstream feminism is quite cool now it's quite a cool, sellable thing to be like, I'm a feminist. So I think that like other feminists should be really critiquing that where necessary, 100%. And then also you have like quite extremist strands of like, I wouldn't call feminist the idea the acronym Turf, which is like trans exclusionary feminists. So like people who are like transphobic essentially, and don't necessarily think that trans women, and issues that like seriously affect them should be included in their idea of what feminism is.
2: I think that that disturbs me a little bit because Mm. I just think it's kind of contradictory to the whole point. Like surely everyone should be pulling together. There shouldn't be divisions in feminism if we're fighting for the same thing, Mm. which is why I say like feminism isn't for everyone because it's not even like about just race, it's even to do with the LGBT community. Like trans women are women. Mm. I just think it's kind of so disregarding of their issues when we just don't include them in it. Like they've obviously struggled to kind of be proud and strong and have conviction in their gender. Yet we just completely exclude them from it and then call ourselves feminists. Like you can't call yourself a feminist. And like same with celebrities who are like, or influencers online, I think they really abuse their position. And I just don't think they should be promoting feminism because how can one minute you're like wearing a t-shirt that says, I'm a feminist. And then in the same breath, you're like encouraging people to take um, tummy tees and all that kind of shit. I just think it's just bullshit. Obviously, with their platform, they're going to be influencing a lot of young, impressionable women. And it's confusing.
1: I feel like that's the type of person, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Like, because there are people who they kind of just go where the wind goes, basically. Like, they just want to follow the trends. They want to be, like, up to speed with, like, the latest. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm. And I feel like a lot of people, they might make decisions like that so they can feel some sense of belonging.
3: Online influence has
1: really helped feminism. I think it's shaped it in a really positive light. I could believe that some people might seem like a feminist on their social media channels, but in reality, not sure if they live up to it.
2: People have got more chance to give a voice and to stand up more for female rights, especially with things like Me Too, for example.
1: So we've just been talking about social media and like the different scales of feminism on social media. Could we like cover some of the pros and cons to it?
3: I guess we've spoken about some of them, but I think pros are like feminism being open to critique from like all types of people, feminism being more normalized and just being able to like connect and network with other people um who might have like similar ideas to you. Um, t- similar experiences to you that you want to speak about. It's easier for me as like someone who's like critical to think of like all the cons mm. but it's like so many things like I always just think of like the tummy tees. Basically just like feminism becoming not a political movement but becoming something that you can identify as and be like I'm a feminist without having to actually do anything. Mm-hmm. It's all well and good for like any influencer or celebrity or, like, basic Becky from your school or whatever to just be like, yeah, I'm a feminist, but why? What do you believe in? What are you doing for, like, women? The word means nothing without action, innit? it? Mm, for sure. Like if
2: you're not going to follow up with it, if you're not going to actually engage with feminism properly when it comes to activism, not shy away from it, then you're not a feminist.
3: It's, like, the kind of people who often might be using feminism to mean I'm for me, like, I'm for my career as a woman. I'm for, like, me as a woman rising to the top of my field and getting, like, a sick pay rise and, you know, but then actually being a dick to the women in your life, like, on a day-to-day level. Like, there are so many of these people.
2: I kind of really agree with what you're saying, actually. I think there's a lot of cases of women who... When it comes to feminism, they'll use it, mm. you know, to help them get a pay rise. Mm. So when someone else is talking about their issues, it's just like, Oh, that's a you problem. But like when it comes to you, you wanna you wanna now suddenly embody feminism when you perpetuate toxic views mm. yeah. and intolerant views towards other women all the time and I hate mm. that shit like yeah. I see it all the time on social media in particular and it pisses me off because it's like you can't conveniently pick it up and drop
1: feminism it's, it's like picking to be more religious when you're going through a harder time in life right. mm. it's the same yeah. thing
2: that is, yeah. yeah it's the same thing but then again like social media has been really good for feminist movements such as like the Me Too movement and Amber Rose's slut walk and stuff do you want to talk a bit more about that
3: oh yeah well the Me Too movement like it's it was like a completely social media based Mm -hmm. movement it's like without that we wouldn't have been able to share and hear the stories of like all these different women mostly because like publications and like traditional media outlets just wouldn't be be able to touch those stories like it's the sort of things that could only get away with being self-published on social media and um And I guess also when I think of the Me Too movement, I think of like not only like the celebrity stories that we were all hearing and reading about, but like the small stories, like the little things that like people I know of were like posting on Facebook and stuff and like all of the celebrity stories that we heard through Me Too, they were Incredibly powerful, but really, like, what was affecting for me was seeing the trickle down of that, which was like the everyday person, people I know through like work and family and friends, just all kind of sharing their own experiences, not necessarily of like rape and like ser- very serious sexual assault, but kind of just, I guess, like, social media allowed us to all kind of have a conversation about that and like. I guess it it was actually very stressful like being a woman on social media at that Mm -hmm. time because you were just reading all of this stuff and it was like you were just like force fed slash like forcing yourself to read like all of this like very serious kind of heinous stuff.
2: I go to university and there was a big uproar on Twitter especially because I use Twitter quite a lot and it was like this hashtag me too at uni and it was basically a lot of women... I'm not going to lie it was like the demographic was majority black girls which is really shocking but they were like just coming out about how they've been sexually assaulted at university because wow. it is really high at university especially like during like specific weeks like Freshers Week and stuff like that it was really heavy so like I know how you felt when you were reading mm. all the stuff online about um, celebrities and the Me Too movement because we felt the same way like we were just kind of Everyone was just silenced really by what was going on. We didn't really know how to react because there were so many stories online. So I do feel like it has actually trickled down a little bit more mm. and people are more aware of um, like it being acceptable and okay to speak out about this stuff now. And I think the Me Too movement did yeah. really help with that. Also, I think the Me Too movement educated on what was sexual assault. And what counted as sexual assault? Because oftentimes we're used to just brushing off experiences and being like, oh, you know, what? it wasn't that deep. Or like, yeah. you know, well, I was still kind of like complicit in it and stuff like that. But like now people are like understanding what sexual, like what constitutes a sexual assault. And I think if it wasn't for me too, and things like the like walk and even shows like sex education and stuff like that really opened up doors for people in terms of knowing what sexual assault is and how to tackle it and knowing that it's okay to talk about it. Like had it not been for that, I think a lot of us would just still be like bottling up situations that we've been in. And it's just, yeah, I think it's really helped. Mm.
1: Exactly. It's empowering because it's like when you go through things, keeping it inside of you, like keeping it in your head, can be like, it can eat you up Mm -hmm. from your inside out. Do you know what I'm saying? And it's like being able to speak about it without necessarily having to to be in front of someone else. Do you know what I'm saying? To not have to go see a therapist or a counsellor. But to know that there's a, a whole group of people that have been through similar or the same thing mm-hmm. that you've been through, you know, a lot of us guys could take some of the, the movements that that you ladies are pushing out. there, like the whole Me Too thing, like sexual assault doesn't only happen to females. That's you true. know what I'm saying? It happens to guys as well. But the thing is, they, they're not going to talk about it like that because I've, I've been sexually assaulted before in a club. I had like a, a girl like fill me up and that. And I was in a relationship at the time and it's like I had to tell her three times to, like, get off me. And then, like, she didn't listen so I kind of, like, just gave her a little shove and then these group of guys were trying to start a fight with me because all they saw was me, like, pushing a female off of me. Do you know what I'm saying? And it's like, when you don't know the full story, like, how how are you going to react? Because... If I didn't, because I was, yeah, I basically just told them what was going on. I was yelling because the music was loud as well. And they were like, oh, like, do you know what I'm saying? But if I hadn't have done that, if I hadn't have spoken out in that moment, Hmm. then I would have ended up getting into a fight.
2: Wow. But do you feel like um, feminism or even just movements like um, Me Too, like the Me Too movement on social media, do you feel like it doesn't really do much for men who've gone through the same situations as well?
1: I just feel like it's for for men it's like a pride thing do you know what I'm saying they they mm-hmm. don't want to talk about it and it's not just like sexual assault it's like whatever they're going through like with mental health I feel like men they feel like oh I need to be this strong figure like to, to my family or to my community or whatever do you know what I'm saying like I need yeah. to kind of be a leader like- but
3: like femi- feminism is like questioning and like fighting against like patriarchy yeah. and like patriarchy like you're saying basically hurts men as well because that's what creates this culture of shame and like pride and all these other things that make men perhaps feel like they can't speak up about like mental health. The idea of like toxic masculinity is like hurts ev- like everybody yeah. th- and I think that feminism you know when it's done right it really can help it helps everyone like it legitimately does like it helps men and women you know.
2: Thank you so much, Hannah, for coming on Event Weekly. It's been so informative.
1: Thank you for all the information about (laughs) feminism. So, Amelia, how did you find that whole discussion?
2: I found it heavy, but I found it really good. And I really like recognise the importance of like feminism and what it does for us. And um, especially like I'm so I'm part of like a society called woke. The use of social media does allow for people to see the work that we're doing and to know that like we're not being excluded from like feminism yeah. in the way that like it, we definitely were before. And like I just definitely feel like if I had feminism or if I knew more about it, if I had more access to it when I was younger. It would have benefited me in a lot of ways, just to like know about myself, what I deserve, what's acceptable for me, and things like that. Like, I think if if I had that, I think I'd be different. But how did you find it though, as a guy, especially?
1: I I feel like I'm in support of everything that that females do. Like, I have a lot of respect for females. Like, because my mum, she's been like one of the biggest role models in my life because of everyone's like upbringing, like their life, the environment they're raised in their experiences, they're, they're all going to be different.
2: Thank you for listening to Vent Weekly. I've been Amelia.
1: And I've been Santos. And thanks a lot to Hannah Ewens for coming in. You can find more of Hannah's work on vice.com.
2: This episode was produced by the Vent production team. Jess Lawson, Amelia Gill, Mawid Majid, Ali Adlington and Kamaya Shea-Cowell.
1: Vent is a collaboration between Vice and the Brent London Borough of Culture 2020.
2: If you like what you're hearing on Event Weekly, rate, subscribe, and share.
0: Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row, dreaming of something better? Well, Hello Fresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Gigi Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm, Hello Fresh